KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. The Board of Supervisors is about to consider a proposal to privatize medical and mental health services at the county jails. The proposal comes from Sheriff Bill Gore, who says it will improve the level of care. But Supervisor Nathan Fletcher disagrees. I don't believe we need a system designed to limit care to maximize profits. Fletcher says those services should be transferred from the Sheriff's Department to the county's Health and Human Services Agency. We need a system designed to get the best outcomes. That is not only right for those individuals who are in our care, that is right for the taxpayers of San Diego County. The Board of Supervisors will take up the proposal today. Fundraising reports are out in San Diego's mayor race. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says the race looks more competitive now than it did on the night of the primary. State Assemblyman Todd Gloria finished well ahead of City Councilmember Barbara Bree in the March primary vote tally, but campaign finance reports filed last week show that since the primary, Bree has dominated Gloria in the money race. Gloria pulled in more than $289,000 from mid-February to the end of June. Bree raised more than $531,000 from donors, plus $150,000 of her own money that she loaned or donated to her campaign. Gloria still leads in terms of cash on hand, and his campaign has a fraction of the debt carried by Bree. Spending on things like TV ads and mailers is likely to heat up soon, with the election just three months away. San Diego's Museum of Man in Balboa Park has a new name. It will now be called the Museum of Us. The discussion for the change goes back to 1991, when community members said the gendering of the name made some feel unwelcome. In a statement, the museum said the renaming is part of a bigger effort to reassess its role in the community and have, quote, a new identity that better reflects our work towards equity, inclusion, and decolonization. The name change announcement came Sunday afternoon. I'm Annika Colbert filling in for Kinsey Moreland. It's Tuesday, August 4th. You're listening to San Diego News Matters from KPBS News. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
San Diego County reported Monday some good news about a key data point on COVID-19 that's been keeping us on the state's watch list. But there's still more work to do. KPBS health reporter Taryn Mento has more. The county's case rate dropped to 118 per 100,000 residents. That's still above the state's threshold of 100 per 100,000, but below the 144 reported a week ago. County Public Health Officer Dr. Wilma Wooten says this shows progress, but she says daily case counts would have to drop to 240 for two weeks to reach the state's goal. We have had a couple of days over the past week where the uh, total number of cases are in the 200, so we want to see that continued uh, downward projection. Officials announced 343 new positives, raising the county's total to more than 30,200, but no additional people died. That tally remains at 565. Taryn Mento, KPBS News. New data shows California is once again flattening the curve when it comes to coronavirus. Governor Gavin Newsom announced Monday that hospitalizations and ICU admissions slowed just in the last week. And there's been a slight decrease in the rate of positive cases. Newsom says it's because of restrictions for indoor businesses and because people are simply acting responsibly. Encouraging signs, but one week does not make a kind of trend that gives us confidence to generate headlines. We will need to see another few weeks of this kind of data to come in. The majority of Californians are still living in counties facing restrictions for businesses. In Washington, D.C., lawmakers have failed to reach an agreement on a new coronavirus relief bill. On Friday, people who lost their jobs due to the pandemic stopped receiving an additional $600 federal unemployment benefit. The Democratic-controlled House has already passed their version, known as the HEROES Act. It would cost an estimated $3 trillion. Democratic Congressman Mike Levin represents the 49th district in San Diego County. He told KPBS Midday Edition that he's concerned about the national debt, but he says it's vitally important to invest in putting people back to work to prevent what he called another Great Depression. For today, with uh, rates being what they are, that is money well spent. Doing nothing would be even worse, would cause even greater havoc and devastation. To hear the complete interview, go to kpbs.org and listen to the Midday Edition podcast. Meanwhile, in San Diego, research on the coronavirus continues. Scientists here are growing mini lungs from a diverse set of stem cells to see just how coronavirus impacts the organ. KPBS science and technology reporter Shalina Chetlani says researchers are hoping the study shows how coronavirus affects people from different backgrounds. The researchers collected stem cells from people with different racial and gender backgrounds, then grew these organoids, or small functioning organs, in petri dishes. Federal data shows coronavirus disproportionately impacts people of color and men, says UCSD neonatologist Sandra Leibel. Is this something inherent or is it something environmental? We want to use our mini lungs in order to understand why this is happening. Sanford Burnham Previs Medical Discovery Institute biologist Evan Snyder says they're exposing the mini lungs to coronavirus and a number of promising antiviral drugs, not only to show biologically why the disparity exists, but also whether certain antivirals could be tweaked to help different people more effectively. If we validated these drugs and then we saw a difference, 
we could just compensate by changing dose or dosing regime so that anything that we discovered should be applicable to all patients across the board. Researchers are now collecting the data and are also planning to look at how the virus may impact many brains. Shalina Chalani, KPBS News. The online review service Yelp estimates some 29,000 California businesses on its site have closed since the pandemic started, and more of half of them are closed for good. For those who remain open, businesses weighed down, but they're doing what they can to stay afloat. KPBS reporter Matt Hoffman introduces us to one of those owners, Tammy Spunias, who says she's trying to keep the lost art of alterations alive in La Jolla. The simplest button, you know, to the most ornate wedding dress, we do it, we do it all. This is our livelihood, and it's, it, my mom started it, in, you know, 30 years ago. I don't want to close, and it's going to be the last resort. Kiki's Alterations was started by now 83-year-old Kiki Spunias, who came to the United States after growing up in Greece. I learned from Greece the tailoring. I'm very happy what I'm doing. A lot of our clients, we actually are doing their grandkids. Kiki's daughter Tammy has taken over majority of the responsibilities. And now I'm more easier. I work less. I come late. I live early. When the pandemic first hit, Kiki shut down for three months. March, April, May, busiest, busiest season. May is the biggest. Uh, that's where I make most of my income. And you were totally closed? Though? We are closed, yeah. Since reopening in June, business has been down nearly 75%. Where income doesn't pay the rent, but I do stay open because I don't want to lose my customer base. I want to let them know that I'm here, that I'm open, um, that I'm ready to do work. It's just no one's traveling, no one's going anywhere. The business did get a PPP loan, which helped cover some expenses, and the owners are applying for a county relief grant. But the possibility of closing is something weighing heavily on everyone. Oh, yeah, very much so. And sometimes I cannot sleep in and I'm thinking what's going to happen the next day. Then I call Tammy. Anybody came? We have any business? Oh, mommy, don't worry. One people came or two people came. She's excited. She's getting married. Yeah. <laughs> I do have some weddings, and um, which is a great treat for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I came in for my second fitting and um, getting ready for my wedding August 22nd. So it's coming up. Ali Fawner and her fiance David Adams had been planning a nearly 200-person wedding for more than a year. Yeah, it was gonna be the whole whole ordeal, but had to had to make the tough decision just to push it off for a little bit. Now the couple is opting for a small backyard ceremony with plans for a bigger bash sometime next year. It's different, but a lot of us are in the same boat, so yeah, it's been good. Tammy says the majority of her clients have opted to delay their weddings while others are going smaller. Less groomsmen, less bridesmaids, where we get a lot of the business through the bridesmaids. And if less people are going, they're not as formal. The pandemic has brought some other changes, too. Some consultations are now done over video chat. And Tammy has pivoted to making face coverings. She says she can make them out of almost any material. I've made masks for brides. So I use some of the fabric from their wedding dress to make them a matching mask. With no signs of coronavirus slowing down, Kiki's has some tough months ahead of them. But they're just hoping that the whole industry, tailoring and alterations, can survive the pandemic. There is a need for alterations. I think I just have to, you know, stick it out another, probably another year 
and uh, hopefully we'll have some funding and um, to keep going, you know, to keep it open because tailor shops are needed. You know, the clothes aren't going to mend themselves. It's a lost art. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. And coming up, the warming oceans are changing the undersea habitat of the San Diego coast. If the kelp forest itself goes away, the kelps, then a lot of those species are going to be either a, you know, less abundant or the food structure of that whole community is going to change over time. A look at how persistent heat waves are changing the ocean, that's just ahead. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. The warming climate is putting environmental pressure on California's forests. But what about underwater forests? The Southern California coastline is home to a number of these underwater forests made of kelp. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson has our story. Ed Parnell didn't have to walk far from San Diego Scripps Pier to find strands of giant kelp washed up on the beach. The root system is called the holdfast that holds the kelp plant to the bottom. Right there you can see that. They really aren't roots. The Scripps Institution of Oceanography biologist says that's how the algae stays anchored to the ocean floor. Once anchored, they grow up. Basically, it puts out these stipes, and each individual stipe puts out these blades that then make it up to the surface for it to photosynthesize up near the surface. Small gas-filled bubbles carry the long stems to the surface where the blades can soak up the sunshine. Parnell says giant kelp can grow up to two feet a day, making it one of the fastest growing living things on the planet. The canopy depends on how much bottom, hard bottom, is located at depth. Here off San Diego, we have the two largest kelp forests off the west coast because we have hard bottom that the kelp can attach to um, in, over large areas. Underwater, the giant kelp forests off the coast of La Jolla and Point Loma can be spectacular. Biologists have compared them to an underwater forest of sequoias. But unlike the giant trees, kelp grows fast and dies fast. These young kelp that were videotaped just off the shores of San Diego are already reaching skyward in the cool Pacific Ocean. Plants can quickly reach lengths of 100 feet, but their lifespan is pretty short in this vital but delicate ecosystem. Parnell says the kelp provide food and habitat. But the kelp forest, the bottom hosts a lot of habitat for species that live in the kelp forest over their entire lifetime. Parnell says giant kelp in San Diego is under siege. Storms and sea urchins have taken a toll, but the potentially more devastating issue is heat. That's on full display at the end of Scripps Pier, where Sean Bruce was one of many people who performed a daily ritual. So the sample we take is about two feet off the bottom, two to three feet off the bottom. Uh, the heavy weight ensures that no matter the surge or the swell that day, um, it'll stay in a fixed position. He's taking temperature readings of the ocean, and those daily temperature readings show that the ocean has been warming here since the mid-1970s. 
Temperatures hit a sustained peak in 2015 and 2016 and then set records just two years later. The heat is devastating for the fast-growing kelp. Parnell shared a video of a rocky, barren seabed near La Jolla that has yet to recover from those heat waves. It's a rocky area that should be full of kelp. And the problem is not limited to Southern California. Australia, Tasmania, um, especially up in New England, um, also in Europe. And so it's a phenomenon that is affecting these ecosystems uh, in both northern and southern hemispheres. Mark Carr studies evolutionary biology at UC Santa Cruz. One of the consequences that warm water temperature has is it reduces the nutrient availability um, to the algae in shallower waters. Southern California kelp are not yet at the point where they're struggling to survive, but the iconic underwater habitat is at risk. Climate science predicts oceans will continue to warm, and data confirms that the trend has been underway for some time. The concern is whether we're now going to start to experience more and more of these heat waves over time. Scripps researcher Ed Parnell says the iconic kelp may already be in trouble, and that could have a dramatic impact on the region's nearshore habitat. They host you know, hundreds of species themselves and are the, provide, they provide shelter, habitat, and food for many, many species. And losing the kelp forest will make the ocean a little less appealing to humans who dive in the underwater forests will remove a small slice of the state's coastal tourism economy. That was KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson. San Diego News Matters is a daily morning news podcast powered by all of the reporters, editors, and producers in the KPBS newsroom. Tune in to KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio, or catch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 p.m. on KPBS Television to keep up with all of the news throughout your day. You can also find us on Twitter at KPBS News, or to find our podcast producer, Kinsey Moreland, she's at Kinsey. I'm at Annika Colbert, and as always, you you can find more KPBS podcasts like Only Here or Cinema Junkie on our website at kpbs.org slash podcast or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. 
we invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. 